This is Black Millennial Money. This is Black Millennial Money, where we talk about how you can make more money, keep more money, invest your money, and spend your money on the finer things in life, all from a Black Millennial perspective. I'm your host, Joseph Olsen, and today I am also your special guest. So, quick notices. If you haven't liked, subscribed, and shared with your group chats, now is the time to do it. We're on a mission to reach 100 million people around the world with life-changing financial information, and you can be part of that. If you would like to take your contribution to the platform that little bit further, join our Patreon. The link is in the description. That helps us continue to do this incredible work that we do and also gives you access to us. So if you have any questions or dilemmas, challenges that you're facing, you get faster responses. You don't have to wait for dilemmas on a Sunday. So Talk about dilemmas on a Sunday. We go live every Sunday at 11:30 on YouTube and Facebook Live, answering your question dilemmas. If you would like to have your questions featured, firstly join the Patreon. It's the fastest way to do it. Or you can send us a message through the website at blackmillennialmoney.com and just click the contact page. So today we are talking about your self-talk, and you saw the title of this episode. This is something that is so crucial and only something that I've really, really started to get my head around because from a personal standpoint, I am prone to negative thoughts. And I'm not sure if it's a human thing or if I'm just particularly on the far end of the spectrum of this. I always default, uh, default to thinking negatively. And to people that know me, this may be a little bit surprising because I don't talk about it. I don't talk. I think of the maddest things sometimes, the most insane things. Like, literally... I'll be I'll be cutting up some vegetables and I'm I'm just sitting there thinking like what if my whole finger was on the was no longer attached to my hand and then I won't be able to get that thought out of my head random things like that constant constant just trying to manage like the negativity the onslaught of of the ways in which I think I always I always default to the worst possible outcome and it makes me feel anxious and then my breathing gets irregular I get that feeling of fear in my stomach and some of you know what that feeling is like in the pit of your stomach where it just feels like there's just wind gathering and it doesn't move. It's just there the whole time. And then I'm sitting there getting anxious about being anxious. Like I could think about the word anxiety and start feeling anxious. Like it was crazy. There was a point where I, used to, I had the word not being anxious in my daily affirmations. And every time I would get to saying it, I would start feeling anxious immediately. I don't know what it is but I'm trying to overcome it. And I think I know where it started. Because as a kid, I got into a few fights in primary school, which isn't abnormal, right? And then going into secondary school, there are a couple of scraps here and there, but then there were a few things that started to make me feel like the stakes were far too high. So some of you know, I grew up in like an inner city part of London, underprived, underpri- underprivileged area, deprived area, Every, every sort of negative statistic this area had, right? And it got to the point where you could have... I remember having a fight with someone and then we were friends the next day. I remember that. But then it got to a point where it shifted. And me having a fight with someone now meant that actually they could come back for me with, with three of their friends the next day. Actually, we couldn't be friends the next day. We couldn't just get over it. We couldn't just accept that that happened and now we can be friends again. It was that we were mortal enemies now. And the slightest infraction, the slightest feeling of disrespect could be life or death. Like there was a guy I grew up with. He got stabbed six times over a slide tackle. 
one of those stab wounds was one inch away from his heart. Over a, over a football match. Over a mistimed tackle and then someone feeling disrespected. And then that just led to me getting mad, anxious and, and being afraid and being, and just manage and just trying to not get into any sorts of situation. It bled through to everywhere where I'm just anxious all the time. And I got sick of this. I got, I am sick of this. I really am sick. I'm not fully over this, this negative thought thing, but I'm sick of it. It got to the point where I was like, I can't live my life in fear for one. Like, that's just not a practical way to do anything. But beyond that, how can I look my family in the face? How can I look myself in the face, look myself in the eye and say, yeah, I'm going to protect my family when I'm constantly afraid of everything? That I'm going to look after my kids and do right by my, by my fiancé and all of these things, right? When I just, I'm just constantly, like, constantly anxious and stressed and living in a, an element of fear and frustration. Just not practical. It's just not practical. So how I'm overcoming this, and, and it's a work in progress, and I'm sharing this so hopefully it can help other people overcome this and improve their self-talk because these negative thoughts are things that we say to each other or things that we say to ourselves and things that we meditate on, things that occupy our thoughts and become part of us, right? Because we are the sum of our thoughts. I'm trying to overcome this, and hopefully by sharing some of the things that I'm trying to implement into my life, it'll help other people because I think this is a major, major key to success. We talk about making money, we talk about investing, we talk about saving, but all of it comes from a place of what do you think and feel about yourself? What do you believe is true and possible for you? Because some of that negativity for some people bleeds into their ability to perform, bleeds into their ability to have the things that they want in life. Some of us are sitting here truly believing that, yeah, I'm working towards owning my own property. But on some level, you don't feel like you deserve it. On some level, you're not... You're not content. You don't feel like you're the right kind of person who has these things, who has that kind of like, oh yeah, that's for that person. It could never be me. And it's those negative thoughts, those things that dominate our, that, that, that dominate the back of our mind and every so often bubble to the surface that ultimately determine whether or not we go as hard as we can to get the things that we know we truly want and desire in this life. So, my first step to trying to overcome this is reconditioning my mind. Like, this is one of my catchphrases, right? Where humans are born, but people are created. We are shaped by our parents and our experiences. And ultimately, those, our parents and their experiences shaped us as a child, but they don't determine who we are now. Like, we all know people who started secondary school, college, or uni and tried to reinvent themselves. Like, I'm going to get a brand new haircut and not wear glasses or something. And now I'm someone else, right? We have the opportunity every single day to decide how we show up and, and, and what we believe to be true about ourselves. What we want for ourselves in the long term. Who it is that we want to have resolved to be, right? We don't have to be the same. We can recondition our mind, recondition our thinking, recondition what's normal. What's normal? We have that under our control. And one of the key things I find with that is changing the data set. Now, by data set, I mean, what is it that are you, what is your frame of reference? What are you using to base your decisions on? And one of the things we have to counteract is that 
apparently human beings evolved to remember the bad more than the good to keep them safe right so presumably when we were hunter gatherers somewhere we had to know which way the lions lived just to make sure that we didn't end up picking berries in their patch or whatever but that ultimately leads to us needing to remember danger and over indexing on danger and things that bring us fear and things that could harm us then actually focus on actually trying to position our minds towards the positive and today that manifests as a data set full of negativity we remember the times we were embarrassed the times we got stuff wrong the times that we failed more than the times that we win but the thing we have an opportunity to do really is to change that data set and we know how easily data can be manipulated right i could speak to two people and then come up with a 50% of people conclusion, right? I can speak to 10 people, 10 women, and say 90% of women believe this to be true. And you always see on those adverts with those, with Dove and whatever else, wherever they say they're the number one in this, smaller asterisk saying we only ask 200 people, but we're the best loved in the UK, right? Now, what if we could start manipulating our data set for ourselves? What if you do a great presentation at work today. And from that day onwards, 100% of, of all the presentations you've done in the past 24 hours have been excellent. 100% of the meals I've made based on this one meal I made 45 minutes ago have been excellent. 100% of the uni courseworks I've submitted based on the grade I got just today are two ones and above. That's a decision you can make. You can manipulate the data to serve you rather than manipulating it to, to, to go against you, right? Because ultimately, when we're thinking about negative, when we're thinking about how badly we've done and all the things we've got wrong, what we're doing is we're manipulating the data to exclude all the positives. Because very few of us have a string of losses. There's always a win in there somewhere. And very few of us have a string of wins. There's always a loss in there somewhere. But who do you decide to be? The person who focuses on the wins or the person who focuses on the losses? And the last thing, the last thing I'm trying to do is change my talk track. And what is a talk track? You see this with politicians and people in the public eye. They have maybe three or four bullet points. No matter what you ask them, they're going to answer with those three or four bullet points. They're just going to repeat it everywhere they go. That's their talk track, right? Now, I'm changing my talk track to change the way I think and feel about myself because I want to stick to the three or four bullet points that serve me the most, that serve me the most exclusively. And I've been studying boxers. Boxers are the greatest at this. They are the best at this. We, they are the only athletes that we allow to be arrogant and use all their bravado. So they'll say I'm the best ever. I'm the greatest of all time. I'm the best to ever do. I'm the champion. There's no one else like me. And we're watching this, loving it. We love it. Why? Because that level of confidence and energy fills us with a level of confidence and energy. And on some level, on some level the negativity in us is like, you know what? We know this person's the greatest. We know they're the champ. But if they get knocked out, that'll be amazing to watch. But ultimately, you can see it with boxers. People hate Floyd Mayweather for a, for a myriad of reasons. But when he says he's the best ever, he means it in his heart. He means it in his heart. He knows it with every fiber of his body that he's the best. You look at Muhammad Ali talking about being the greatest of all time. There's best of, like, I wrestled, a, I wrestled an elephant. I tangled with a bear. All of this crazy stuff that he used to say just to, just to get his mind in the right place and to let you guys know where he was. 
how can you get into that sort of shame? I'm saying to myself every morning, I'm the best to ever do it. I'm the champ. I'm the greatest of all time. There is no one else like me. I have no equal. That's what I'm convincing myself of every day. That's my new talk track. And I love it. It feels amazing. Keep, keep saying it to yourself. And the key thing with boxers, right, is they are never the same after they get knocked out. That person who went from being the most confident, the most, the most feared, eloquent champion, one knockout, never the same again. And you can see that with like UFC, if you follow Conor McGregor, when he lost that fight, like the first meaningful fight, he just went on and lost two more. He's not been the same. He's not the same person. But the great thing about us on a day-to-day basis is that our best ever talk track, there is no knockout for it. There is no way for us to, to actually be proven to be false. There is no definitive outcome because I could be the best ever, period, and not be a good cook. It's irrelevant. I could be the best ever, period, and mess up a presentation. That doesn't change the fact I'm still the best ever. I'm the greatest of all time to ever do me. I'm the best of all time to ever do me. There is no other person like me. I have no equal. I'm the greatest of all time. I'm the champ at beating me. I show up the best for me. There is no way to knock you off that podium. So that's the talk track I'm going with. I'm the greatest to ever do it. I'm the best of all time. I'm unstoppable. I'm a king. I'm the champ. There is no equal. I have no equal. And just in saying that a few times while explaining it to you guys, my energy is completely different. I'm feeling fantastic. I feel sensational right now. Now, if you can get to the point where you can, where you can make that your data set, commit your talk track to memory exclusively, so you always show up as who you want to be, who you say you are, and focus on that data set. I don't care that I can't do free kick-ups. I don't care that I'm not the fittest person, I'm not as fit as I want to be. I'm still the best ever. I'm the greatest of all time. I'm the champ. It's really that simple. So key things I want you guys to take from this episode. The key things is number one, you pick your own narrative. The data set you choose to live by will determine your outcomes. Whatever you believe about yourself to be true, whatever you choose to be the facts are the facts because we all see things from different perspectives, right? We all see things the way we want to. Four of us can watch the same film and get four different things from a film that hasn't changed. We can all witness things from different angles and come up with different conclusions. We choose what we, choose, what we decide to be true. We can determine the facts that we choose to live by. Who's determined the facts that you live by and how are they serving you? If they're not serving you, it's time to change the facts that you live by. The second thing is you talk to no one more than you talk to yourself. There's no one else that you talk to more than you talk to yourself. You're always talking to yourself. Make sure you're saying the right things about yourself. Make sure you're saying great things about yourself. As kids, we learned that if we've got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. And that works for interactions with other people. But ultimately, negativity will find a void in our minds to fill. Negativity will always fill that void. And we see it in like the devil makes work for idle hands, those sort of colloquialisms. But you'll be sitting there and this negative thought will invade your mind without you having any control over it. It just popped up. So you can't leave the void in your mind. So that phrase, don't say nothing unless you've got something nice to say, for you, your self-talk, the way in which you speak to yourself every day, every minute of the day, that phrase needs to be different. If you can't say something great, make sure you say something that's at least nice. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great week and improve your self-talk. I'll speak to you soon. 
If you have any questions or dilemmas that you'd like to have featured on our podcast or on our YouTube channel, go to blackmillennialmoney.com, click the contact page and send them to us. Names will be changed or kept anonymous unless you say otherwise. This is Black Millennial Money. 